currently happening in our cruise industry today. Join me for Cruise Combos as we discover and learn from cruise industry leaders across the globe, all within 28 minutes. Hello, cruise community. This is Claudine, and you are listening to Cruise Combos. And today, we have a very, very epic person, Mr. Dan Cockrell, with us today. Dan, hello. How are you? Claudine, it's been a while. I've been seeing you on social media, and you guys are all over the place. It's impressive. Thanks so much, Dan. It's amazing to have you here. And Dan, tell everybody who you are. Who are you? My name's Dan. So, hello. I spent 26 years with the Walt Disney Company. That's sort of the, the, the first big thing. I went to Boston University, studied political science, and uh, loved the service industry. So I worked in hospitality in college growing up and uh, ended up going to Disney after right after I graduated and took the one job I was qualified for, which was parking cars in the Epcot parking lot. And I did that for about six months mm-hmm. and then had an opportunity to go to Disneyland Paris. This was... Uh, 1992. And they were opening the park over there in April of 92. So I went back to casting and said, hey, I'd really like to work there. And they said, well, you need to have a work visa. I said, well, I already applied for one. So they let me go over to France and park cars. So I did domestic parking. I did international parking. And that led to a 26-year career with the company. I spent five years in France. My wife, Valerie, is from France. And so we uh, got married in 93. Our son was born over there. I worked in lots of operations roles. We moved back to the United States in 1997. And I spent a few more years in theme parks. I went to the resort hotels for six years. And my first executive role was at the Wilderness Lodge and the Fort Wilderness Campground as a GM. And then made my way back to theme parks. And then uh, in 2009, I got promoted to be the vice president of Epcot. And then I went to Disney's Hollywood Studios for four years and ran that park. And I finished my career at Disney as the vice president of the Magic Kingdom uh, and left in 2018. Valerie was in retail. She worked for the Disney Institute. We're a Disney family. And then we spent uh, the past five and a half years running our own consulting company. Uh, We speak together. We do leadership workshops. We do a little bit of consulting. And we've been traveling the world. Uh, South America has been a big destination for the past five and a half years. And we've uh, taken all our Disney experience, our framework, our leadership, our customer service, and sharing that with companies and industries from from all over the world. That that has been our path. That's amazing, Dan. You... Uh, you so much experience in all different areas um, of the service industry, and it's beautiful that now you get to do this with uh, with Valerie. Like you got to experience that time together doing that, and you have a book, and Valerie has a book. Tell us a little bit about that because I've read your book and absolutely love it. It's one of those books that I have highlights. You know, I use my highlighter all over it. So tell us a little bit about your book and Valerie's book. Yeah, well, the book, it's sort of started out as a practical matter. Uh, First of all, when you work in the same company for 26 years, you really don't know what you know. You just know how to do things a certain way, and you don't really see it as being special. It's just the way you learned it. It was a great exercise for me when I left Disney to really document, okay, what is it I know how to do? What is it that Disney does that taught me about how to structure the business, how to uh, think about systems and processes, 
how to create a leadership environment that people can thrive in. And so it started out with me just listing all the stuff I knew and I sorted it into topics. And then eventually a, a friend of mine who's a, a professor at uh, Rollins at the Crummer Graduate School where I got my MBA, I sent it to him and I said, Keenan, I got all these topics, but I don't know how to sort them out. And within 24 hours, he sent back to me, he said, look, you got three themes here, lead self, lead team, lead organization. I put them all in the right columns. And it was just amazing. I, I couldn't see it. I was so close to it. So that was the beginning of the book. It's called How's the Culture in Your Kingdom? And that's where the, you know, the, the key word there is culture. And I think that's something I learned working at Disney is how do you build a culture where everyone understands the common purpose. Everyone understands they're working together towards a common goal. And how do you convert those beliefs of culture into behaviors? And how do you measure that? And so the book was a, a big part of it started out as leading yourself. I think that's such an important piece. And the publisher wasn't too keen on that. They said, you know, this sounds like a self-help book. It doesn't sound like a leadership book with this whole lead yourself first. But I realized in my life, whether it was you know being an athlete or working, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't do anything else well. You can't be a good parent, a good spouse, a good boss, a good employee. And it starts with that physically, mentally spiritually, being organized, doing everything you can just to put yourself in the best position to be successful. And then leading a team and then leading an organization. And the last section of the book is leading change. And so I just, I told lots of stories. You know, I'm not the first one to write a book about leadership and, and management. And so I include a lot of stories and try to make it very practical, not this philosophical, but here's like, here are the steps. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you can do on Monday to start executing upon these things. So that was my book. And Valerie and I like to call it a, I guess, a, um, a really fancy business card because when you don't have a book, people like, like, all right, good job. You know, you know your thing. You write a book, all of a sudden you become an expert. So I don't know if that's warranted, but <laughs> it, it seems like people are really impressed with books. So that was uh, it. And then yeah. Valerie, uh, she's been thinking for a while and she's got probably five concepts of different books she wants to write, but she chose the path of uh, a mother, being a mother and how mothers are such great leaders how they just naturally have to figure things out as they raise their children. And so she's not implying that employees are children, but she's saying a lot of what you do as a mother to raise your children can apply to a leadership role. And so her book, uh, Manage Like a Mother, uh, Leadership Lessons Drawn from the Wisdom of Mom, just came out in October of 2024. And she draws a parallel between what mothers do and what managers can learn from mothers to be great leaders. And it's not just for mothers and it's not just for women. Something we all have in common. We either have a mother or we have a maternal figure in our life who's been a, a role model example for us. And sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad, but it's an example. And so she took a lot of those lessons that she learned over time and how uh, mothers are great leaders and men and women alike can learn from their lessons, their approach to life to to be better leaders and create better results in the workplace. Wow. I want to get that book. So if I want to buy that book, where do I go? Anywhere books are sold. Uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, just go online manage like a mother and it'll pop up Valerie Cockrell. And uh, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's really a great book. And we haven't seen, you know, you have to wait a couple months before you see the sales. Uh, the publishing industry is not, kind of a lag on that, but I have a feeling she's going to blow my book out of the water, which I'm very happy about. We're competitive, but I'm cheering for her. 
Oh, you guys are like best example of a epic good couple. I love it. I love how you guys really like team. You guys work together. Really, you guys are a real good example of uh, what teamwork is. It's beautiful. Well, we've learned a lot to do that, but I'll tell you, we've had our moments. I, I didn't realize how hard it would be to work with a spouse in a business because we we've been married for thirty years. But we never, you know, worked closely together. And that has been quite a journey for us to figure that out. We have very different ways we think of it. And it's been, uh, it was hard and it continues to be hard at times. But we really uh, learned to respect each other professionally now. And uh, it was a, a surprising moment for me. I didn't expect that. But it's been, uh, it's been great. And it's really uh, made us understand each other better and kind of different points of view. I love it. Thanks for sharing that, Dan. Listen, I hear that uh, there's some uh, epic announcements. You want to tell us a little bit of something we might not know? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. I'll share this because it's, it is exciting. You know, as you get older, you start to see your life in chapters, right? There's these chapters. There's a chapter of before I met my spouse. And then when I met my spouse, we were married without kids. And then we had kids. And then we had this Disney adventure together. And then we had this Cockrell Consulting adventure together the past five and a half years. And... You know, Valor and I have been chatting. We're always thinking about what's next. What's the next thing? Even if we're not ready to go do something, we like to step back and have these conversations. And they're, they're, they're scary conversations to have because when you say things out loud, they become real and they become intimidating. But um, we were saying, what's the next step? And she said, well, look, this travel is great, but it's wearing me out. And I want to have more routine. And, you know, stepping into and giving speeches, and you know this, showing up and doing your thing, it is very fulfilling. But having worked at Disney for so long, it's fun to put a plan together and see the plan through. And so she was like, I'd like to slow down on the travel a little bit and get more of a routine and some friends to socialize with. And I said, well, you know, what? after 26 years at Disney and five and a half years consulting and meeting these incredible companies, incredible leaders from all over the world, I've learned a ton about business. You know, Disney doesn't train you to work any place else but Disney. And so getting that real world experience has been very helpful. And so... This is one of the lessons I want to teach everybody, because if you have an idea or you want to make a change in your life, you can think about it all day long. But if you don't share it and you don't do something about it, nothing ever happens. You just churn. And so I wrote a note down. It's funny. I just uh, I was going through my notes today and in my notability, it said uh, call and it said there's four names on there to call and check in with let them know that I was considering maybe going back to work. And if they heard about anything, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to lead a team. Well, the third call I made was to a gentleman whose name is Carl McDonald. He's the um, uh, CEO of Strategic Education, which is a for-profit company university in the United States. They own Strayer University and Capella Learning in Minneapolis. And so we had a conversation. I said, hey, Carl, um, you know, I'm thinking about doing something differently. And if you hear about anything, let me know. And he said, well, Dan, it's funny you called because I might have a job for you. And so we chatted a little bit more. And so uh, next, in two weeks, I'll be headed down to Sydney, Australia to run uh, Torrens University. It's, uh, it's a university that's in um, four cities in Australia, uh, Brisbane, Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne. Uh, they have uh, nursing programs. They have a fashion design school. They have a hotel and hospitality school, and they have a, a media design school in Auckland, New Zealand. And so I will be the CEO and president of Torrens University and somehow start this next chapter of my life with Valerie. What? That's incredible, Dan. 
Wow. Congratulations. Wow. That's, Thank you. That is epic. Yeah, it's exciting. We're excited to move to a really great city and a really cool country. Uh, 50% of the students are international from mostly all over Southeast Asia. And it's very mission driven. You know, you're helping these students who are saving their money to try to get to a new country and get an education to improve their station in life. And so it's got a lot of parallels for me to Disney. We're doing something really great for people and we're excited about that. And I just have a ton to learn. And so I've been spending the holiday period just reading and taking notes and really thinking about where do I spend my time and how do I approach this? You know, a lot of people say, well, what's that have to do with Disney? What's that have to do with consulting? It's just totally different. But what I really learned is it's not that different. It's a different environment. There's regulatory pieces in the education world. There's things that are certainly different. But at the end of the day, you're dealing with people. You're delivering value. You're trying to differentiate what you do and be chosen uh, as a, a place that people want to be. And you have to create a culture for your faculty and your staff that they are motivated to deliver a great experience. And for me, that's, you know, you talk about Disney, you talk about healthcare, you talk about university and education. Those are all the same. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to uh, be very curious and ask lots of questions and make my way through this new, uh, this new chapter. Congratulations, Dan. And you know what, from knowing you and from just doing a little bit of work with you, I know the type of leader that you are and all those students are going to be learning so much from just watching you. If I can say anything about your leadership style is you always make time for everyone and you make everyone heard. And I think those are qualities that are going to help you, you know, just shine even brighter in your new role. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Very epic. kind of you. Thanks. Very, very epic. Now, tell us, you're, when are you moving? When's the big move? Well, I started December 1st, so I'm actually working there. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go down January 12th, and I'll be there for a couple weeks, a couple weeks in February, and then we'll move down there in earnest in early March and uh, get relocated and settled in. Wow. That's incredible. 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 There's a lot of cruise lines coming in and out of Sydney Harbor. When I was down there a few weeks ago, every morning was a new cruise line. So uh, this kind of connects really well. Listen, Virgin Voyages is down there. You're going to see Richard Branson. I saw their ship come into port <laughs> one day. I saw a Disney ship come into port. I saw a uh, Royal Caribbean uh, come in. So there's, uh, there's, they're, they're definitely in that business. And the funny thing is I talked to someone about it. They said, the irony is all those ships have great cruises there and it's a cruise to nowhere because nothing's near Australia. So you can go to other places in Australia and I don't know if they make it to New Zealand or not, but it's a really beautiful place to, to cruise out of. That's awesome. Dan, you'll have to see, maybe you can get some cruise tourism courses in your university that would be epic connections this is a great idea we'll, we'll talk some more <laughs> i love it i love it well congrats on all that dan tell me a story about leadership you've experienced so much in all the years and i imagine like you were just in brazil doing a project for like over four years right and that's a different culture I don't know, like you must have stories from your entire life. Tell us a really good leadership story, something that you witnessed or where you led as a good leader. You have stories and you're a great storyteller. Well, I'll tell you, the, the thing that this move now to a, a CEO role, I've been doing a lot of thinking. And I realized as you move on in life and you move up in more responsibility, 
it's not about what you do. It's about how you think about things. That's so important. And so I'm really trying to place myself there. And, and I'll tell you, this comes back to what, what I was doing at the Magic Kingdom. This comes back to what I was doing as a consultant, Valerie and I, and now in this new role. Leadership for me, it's not about me. It's not about the leader. It's about everything the leader enables to happen. And I remember having a conversation with um, someone when I was at the All-Star Hotel. And, you know, the All-Star, that was my second executive job. I was a general manager there. And the All-Star Hotel has got almost 6,000 rooms. So it's a big hotel. And what you realize quickly is even if you're the GM in charge of the hotel, you are just a piece of the machine there because what you do is important. But what the housekeepers do is 50 times more important. And we had situations where, you know, a housekeeper cleans a room. Maybe they don't vacuum the room exactly as they should out of the 18 rooms they have to clean. They miss a pill under a bed, which, you know, that's unacceptable, but it's not out of the it's not impossible to happen. And then the next family checks in and the little kid is crawling. The baby's on the floor and sees this pill. And what do babies do? They eat things. And now we're calling 911 because we don't know what they ate. We're pumping their stomach and everything was fine. But it made me realize real quickly, as a leader, every single person on your team is just as important as everybody else. And I think people lose track of that because they have uh, different titles. They make more money. Maybe they have a nicer car. They have a bigger house. They have an office. They get to wear professional attire versus maybe a uniform. But the more and more I've gone through my life, it's really come to a point where I see that everyone has a different role to play, but everyone is exactly as important as everyone else. And when I was at the Magic Kingdom, you know, when you have 12,000 employees, no guests know who I am. They don't care I was the vice president there. All they know is when I pulled up to the auto plaza, was that person nice to me? They welcome me. They give me directions. When I ate in the restaurant, did I get my food quickly? Was the food safe? If I had an allergy, did they handle that the right way? So as a leader, just the big picture here, and I reminded the team at Torrens University when they announced the change, and you know, everyone gets nervous. Well, who's a new guy? And oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I said, look, I just want to be clear with you. I know there's going to be lots of questions. And when there's a new leadership coming in, there's all kinds of distractions. But you all have to remember, the students don't care about this. They don't care we're, we're moving and, and having a new leader come in. All they know is they saved a lot of money to come to this, to try to get an education, to improve their station in life. And we have to keep focusing on that. And so that's been over and over and over again. I've seen this example that leadership is not about you. It's about the environment you create and the results that you create because of your environment, the way you treat people, the way you set expectations. And if more leaders can focus outwardly, I think the world would be a much better place and they'd get much better results. Amazing, Dan. Incredible. I love learning from you. You're so good. Congrats. Epic stuff's happening in your life right now, right? New changes. And it's wonderful to see. Dan, I'm going to ask you our very last question. This is just a question we ask every single guest that we have on cruise combos. If you look back at your younger self, what piece of advice would you give yourself? Yeah. So something else I'm getting better at as I'm getting older. And here's the irony of that. I've done lots of really fun jobs, lots of responsibilities, but I've been through this in my life and I've seen people do this is don't compare yourself to others don't use others, whether it's on social media or friends or family, do not let others 
be your benchmark of what your success in life is going to be. And we all do it at one point or another. And I, I've done it before. I go online and I'm looking, even when I was a consultant, hey, we're speaking, we're doing, but oh man, this person got this speech. I wish we could do that. Why can't we do that better? And it's, it's very unhealthy. I don't think it's unhealthy to have goals. And as long as you know what you want to do and what your success is, define your own success and don't let others define your success. And don't, um, don't be caught in that trap because you'll never be happy and you'll never get there. And it's a, it's a big problem today, I think, especially with social media. We try to look online and look at everyone else and we only see their little curated perfect moments and we don't see everything outside that envelope. And I don't care who you are, no matter how great you look online, everyone's got problems, everyone's got worries and money doesn't fix that and nothing fixes that. So I think we have, um, unreasonable expectations of what we're supposed to be in life. And I think you need to give yourself a break and just realize, okay, what, what is it that makes me happy? What is my success going to look like? And if you can use that benchmark, I think you'll have a lot more peace in your life and uh, be a lot happier. Excellent advice, Dan. I, I appreciate it. And I think you're spot on on the social media. We just see those little clips of this is a moment. You know what I mean? I can even tell you, I don't know how many times I've had taking a picture just to say, okay, I need this picture for social media. Do you know what I mean? Like taking it to that level uh, where in reality, people don't see what's going on, you know, behind the scenes, how tired you may be, or you're just going from plane to plane and going through the motions and, oh, snap a good moment here. Right. Now, I think you gave great advice. Thank you. Yeah. And it's human nature. We always want to put our best self out there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but we have to know that that's not the full picture and don't hold ourselves accountable to that level that we'll never attain. Mm, Excellent. Excellent. Dan, you have a podcast, right? Tell us a little bit about the podcast and, you know, if anybody wants to reach out, I know you're going to be busy now with a full-time CEO role, but uh, if anybody wants to, maybe some of your content or some of your great books and stuff like that, where can we go? Yeah. So Valerie is going to be on point for cockerelconsulting.com. She's going to continue to speak. She's going to continue to do leadership training. Uh, she's connecting with um, other friends of hers, and she'll continue to do some work in Brazil. She'll do some work in Southeast Asia and continue to be on that. And you can go to cockerelconsulting.com to find us. Ironically, today, I just wrapped up my last episode of Come Rain or Shine. So if anyone out there listened to it today, they found out um, without warning, this is the last show, which wraps up the year. And we did, uh, you know, Jody Mayberry and I did I want to say 285 episodes, I think. So we, we had a good run and um, it's going to still be posted. It's, there's not going to be any new episodes for a while, but it'll all be there. And, and it's called Come Rain or Shine. And if you're interested in listening to that, you can go back from the past five years. We did it every single week. And I had some incredible guests on. Jody and I had some great conversations about what I was learning along the way as I learned to be an entrepreneur and some of my experiences from my, uh, my, my Disney experience. And so um, you can go check that out. Valerie has Managed Like a Mother, which is a podcast she started. And she has, I oh, think, wow. ten, 10 episodes so far. And she's still trying to determine what the frequency will be. But I think she's going to stay on top of that and share, uh, interview some leaders and share some clips from her book. And so you can find that on wherever you listen to your podcast. Manage like a mother and come rain or shine. Epic. Great. Thanks so much, Dan. Thanks for being part of Cruise Convos today. 
And congratulations and what an honor for you to share your great news with us. You were the first to hear it. So uh, thanks for being here. And uh, uh, everyone out there, thanks for what you're doing, Claudine. I think you bring a lot of uh, energy and pep and uh, enthusiasm, which is, you know, that's such an important piece in, in life today is get people excited about things. And that's what you're really good at doing that. So best of luck to everyone out there. Thanks so much, Dan. Take care. Bye.